Welcome to the Drunk Friend Podcast, a hastily arranged show put together by two retro gaming enthusiasts with opposite levels of YouTubing experience. What's the point of the show? We're glad you asked. The YouTube experience is one wrought with as many rewarding moments as there are super pitfalls, pun intended. I'm Travis, a.k.a. Nest Friend, alongside Alex, a.k.a. Snest Drunk. Alex, two questions. What the hell are we doing, and how are you doing? I don't know what the hell we're doing, and uh, I guess it's up to <laughs> us to find out. We're just kind of feeling our way through this uh just <clears throat> i have some unexpected free time coming up over the next month so i think a lot of us do a yeah. lot of us do so i thought it might be fun <laughs> to do something like this and um the reason i i've always wanted to do a podcast of sorts because there are some topics i guess that i i would love to talk about regarding the whole youtube process kind of like how the sausage is made so to speak and i i would love to get to know the the goal of this podcast eventually is to get other folks on um that also have youtube channels um so they can tell us about their experiences with dealing with youtube with dealing with um what what why they choose the videos that they make or you know what 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 it's like to deal with uh, some of the commenters or things of that nature it just i i really like talking about the creative process with different folk including yourself so yeah well i i sort of i cheat by getting on this podcast early because i have <laughs> a very young channel and it's it's still in its infancy stages all of my comments are positive i get all thumbs up right now so my doomsday is coming but for, uh, uh, for, oh it, it will yeah believe me you, you do <laughs> I mean, hopefully reach, that that's the reward you, you the, do, the worse the comments are the <laughs> the better your channel is <laughs> that that's when you know you've made it when you start getting uh, you, you you there's absolutely like a threshold you reach where you get these like randos that show up out of nowhere that are just like nitpicking absolutely every like your word choice and sentences <laughs> and they they pick apart the title of the video and they're complaining about they're like looking for things to complain about. once you've reached that point then it's like all right now 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 we're now we're really taking off but yeah, just to um, expand, you know, uh, I know some, well, let's be honest, I, I think most people know the SNES Drunk channel because I'm going to be posting this on Twitter and all, you know, all over the place, to, and including on the YouTube community channel uh, page to make sure that people are be able to access this. Um, but I also want to let people know about uh, Nest Friend, and that is a video that, or that is a channel, rather, that goes over... All sorts of different um, Nintendo games, and you don't hold back when it comes to like. I think you've done board games, or was it ga- <laughs> yeah, was it yeah. game show games or board game games? show games? Game yeah. show games. That's what it was. Everything from that to uh, Abadox, <laughs> that really gross <laughs> shooter. Um, that are eyeballs kind of, and teeth in that one. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm morbidly fascinated with that game. <laughs> you you've done the bases loaded games, like you're all over the map with with NES stuff, which I really appreciate. So if you like, I I will just go right out and say it. I am totally biased, obviously, but 
If you like this Nest Drunk channel, then do yourself a favor and check out the Nest Friend channel as well. And there's a reason you should enjoy Nest Friend if you like Nest Drunk. It's because I almost ripped it off one for one. Uh, completely, actually, this is sort of a funny story. When I, it actually, I started it right after my daughter was born in late 2018, and I had that eight weeks of dad leave. And somehow, with a newborn, I got bored. I did. Uh, she slept a lot more than I expected. So I had a lot of free time with a laptop on my lap and was just like, you know, watching a ton of your videos. I think I watched every angry video game nerd and every Metal Jesus. I mean, there was just a lot of time. Wow. Believe it or not. That's many, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not all of them, but all the ones I hadn't seen yeah. up to that point. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could do this. And I think at some point I had talked to you about this, whether it be on Twitter or through DM or some, some like really loose conversation. I was like, are, do you ever intend to do more NES stuff? Cause that's sort of like the, the library I grew up on and cut my teeth on and still had this, like, it's still kind of mysterious to me, even though I own most of them. And I wanted that level that you've done with the, the SNES stuff and moved on to the Genesis stuff. I wanted that on the Nintendo. And you were like, no, I don't really have um, any you know, real intention of dipping down into there. I mean, you, you do on occasion by request, but not really something you'd focus on. And I was like, man, if you want something, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wrote a couple and recorded a couple, and I showed my wife the first one. And she noticed that there were parts where she's like, why do you even sound like him? Like I was almost inflecting my voice the way that you did. And uh, I was like, am I aping him too much? Am I really channeling too much drunk? And she's like, yeah, maybe maybe do, maybe do, scale it back and do a little more you. I was like, okay, all right. So I was wearing my inspiration on my sleeve to start, but uh, I've slowly tried to to make it my own thing, putting some of the commercials in there, having like an, an intro-outro segment with some history and fun facts and really tried to uh, morph it. Once I became comfortable with the process, morph it into something that's a little more my own, but I owe it to you for all the inspiration. Well, that's very humbling. It's always very cool to hear that. Um, yeah, I started mine back in 20, you know, we, <clears throat> we're going kind of by an outline here. I'll just let the audience hear behind the curtain here. And it says, acquaint, <laughs> acquaint the audience to what we do. And, uh, there's always a chance someone who listens to this has no idea who we are and what we do. So, um, yeah, I, people, so some of you out there have heard this a million times, but I've, I got laid off from my job in the summer of 2013. Um, I was in the middle of trying to write a book. And it was, I, I really hit a wall. Like, I didn't know where to, what, what else to do, where to go. I was really starting to hate it. So I was, <clears throat> I, I indulged in another hobby, the Super Nintendo stuff. And I wanted to try and um, find out more information about certain games I didn't know a whole lot about. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I want to say it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fighting game. Because I heard that game was like really good and 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 yeah. a lot different than people thought, and I remember looking for videos on that game and there were like two, and one was uh, I just remember the one was like a guy pointing his webcam at his TV, <laughs> and it's just all bleary and you can't see anything and he's just rambling, and then there's <laughs> there's this guy and he's he's part of the show and and I'm just like. You got to you got to do better than this, man. Like there's got to be better stuff out there. There's got to be a better way to do this. So I so I decided to try and start my own thing and turns out people like it. So that's cool. Evidently if you keep it short, concise and uh, keep your face out of it, it kind of <laughs> goes pretty far, huh? Yeah, the I I guess the the big inspiration for me was the Siskel and Ebert TV show from the 80s and 90s because wow. It was like, you know, they just said Here's the movie. 
here's what we think of it okay next movie you know they didn't even spend more than five minutes on each movie unless it was like a big blockbuster or something and i was just like why isn't there something like for that for video games there needs to be something like that for video games so and i'm still and why isn't there something like that for modern games no doubt yeah yeah it i'd I'd be excited to see that for just about any library there is. And, and obviously, what, six, seven years in for you, you've you've had to dip, out, obviously, well out of Super Nintendo and doing some arcade stuff and the occasional um, Steam game. So, yeah. you know, you're branching out. But, yeah, it would be nice to, to have that as just a standard. Like, I think it should be in every media <laughs> format. It should be There should be a Siskel and Ebert format for, like, books, <laughs> for podcasts, for anything. Like, what is this podcast? Is it any good? And that sort of thing like a review thing but yeah so about this book what uh did anything ever come of oh that? no it's it's <laughs> she's gonna hate me for saying this i had pearl read it and she you know she's very nice she's helpfully suggested like a few tweaks to it and it made me realize i'd have been approaching the whole thing wrong i was doing it from first person and it's very obvious it should have been done from a third person perspective so it's like i'm seriously gonna if i want to do this i'm gonna have to start over and and she's she still feels guilty about that but it's she's absolutely right it's like this first person makes this guy feel like sound like a know-it-all he's a snob he's unlikable if 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 i want this to go the way i want it to go it needs to be from third person so i would have to start over from from nothing so so just no energy to, to no, do that? No, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's permanently, yeah, on on uh, hiatus, I guess. <laughs> so ever since then, you you shifted all of your creative energies into, I guess, I'm a, you know, SNES drunk. Um, and it, how did it kind of start? Was it just like one video a week? Because I wasn't around then. I came around when you had like 300 subscribers, and I really thought you were going to be a drunk guy telling me about Super <laughs> Nintendo games. And initially, a lot of people still think that. Like yeah, like many people, like I was the, a little disappointed. Yeah, they but then I was really like, well, mad. actually, this is really good. They get really mad. They're like, what the hell is this? I thought you supposed to be wasted. I was like, no, sorry. Um, What's... Yeah, no, it started as just one game. Really, wasn't even one per week. It was one, because some... Videos took a really long time to make. I remember the Final Fantasy VI video taking a really long time to get the appropriate amount of footage I wanted for it. The Chrono Trigger one, I I knocked out all the, you know, while I was out of work, I knocked out all the big RPGs, like, right away. Like, I think I did Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, both Lufia games, um, all, uh, what else was there? I don't I even think remember. Secret of Evermore was was kind of new yeah. Secret too. of Evermore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just one a week, and then, um, then I, I wanted to introduce a, a second one where I go into other like Steam, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, um, and now arcade stuff. And I I freaking love this arcade stuff. It's so much fun. The games are so simple. Like right. it's, it's just it's every video is basically like look at this, <laughs> so I really enjoy. <laughs> and it's such that. a wild west of of titles. Too. Oh, it's, it's fantastic, especially the games that have not been released elsewhere. In fact, just the other day, I found out about Batman Forever Arcade. Have you heard of that? I I don't know. I don't think so. It's it has a a similar look to how the console games look. For Batman Forever, which is notoriously one of the worst games ever, but yeah. it's it takes like that same kind of photo, re- you know the 
the Mortal Kombat style graphics with the characters. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a way that's, you know, arcade beat em up. And so it's really cool and super energetic and way out there. It's just another example of another game where it's like, holy crap, like, where did this come from? So it's really interesting stuff. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about your channel in general is just, I mean, right now, what you have like over 750 videos. Uh, you probably don't even remember half the videos that you made. Um, but just being able to discover random games that, some of them had no business existing, but a lot of them was like, wow, this exists and it's good and I've never heard of it. That's like yeah. the, the holy trifecta. Yeah. Uh, that's that's always the good times. Yeah. And yeah, I'm finding out that arcade is the way to go with, with, with hitting all, checking all those boxes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so was it 20, 2013? Is that when you started? 20, fall of 2013. And yeah, it's, jeez, I, I, it's, that's crazy. I can't believe I can't believe it's been that long. It's very strange. But yeah, no. I, I blame my mom because I've always had to have some sort of creative thing going. Um I used to record music. Um I've done a lot of writing in the past. Um I remember when I was a kid, I used to make fake newspapers and fake box scores of the Minnesota Twins beating whoever and I'd like make up stats <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's it's always been one of those. My mom was a, a, a painter, painted uh, oils and pastels and stuff like that. And so That's she, cool. she uh, yeah, she was a big. I so blame. You've her. always had a bit of the creative blood. Yeah, I, I blame her. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was just thinking we were talking about how Snest drunk um, may be a little misleading in terms of you're not really slurring your speech during your videos, <laughs> but thinking about the people that might stumble upon this podcast thinking it's a. <laughs> A, a way to well, meet to girls in fair, college or something. I, I am sipping a, a beverage, so yeah. Oh, same, right, same. Right um, so yeah, figured I'd loosen up for this. I mean, I but, mean, would uh, it really be that much better for both talking like Barney Gumble? Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. You know, I maybe mean, it we'll, would be we'll... compl- like I, just. <laughs> I've been so tempted in the past to be like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna start drinking on a Saturday at noon. And I'm I'm gonna write a review of a game, and then I'm I'm gonna do every aspect of the of what I do, but I'm gonna do it wasted and see what happens. When in reality, if I did that, if I started drinking at noon, I'd be in bed by one thirty. I'd be t- yeah. taking a nap. <laughs> it's like that's not yeah. possible for somebody. I'm gonna be thirty eight in a few weeks, so it's just like I'm old. I can't like just <laughs> get that wasted and actually be a functioning human being anymore. There is something about the mid thirties where drinking um, after an hour or so, I feel like it, the night used to get more fun, but now it does just get sleepy times. No, oh, it's like I male just, menopause. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it. what the hell? Like, where's my energy? <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. So I, I named my Ness friend, which yeah, my yeah. wife was still like, "Wow, that's still kind of close to drunk." It's got an R in it. And I was like, "Come on, cut me it's some got slack." An R in it. Cut me some slack. She's like, couldn't you have called it anything? I mean, he has Ness in the front. You have Ness in the front. And then friend, drunk. It's like that. I really just, it was a placeholder. At, at first, I called it Nessology. And then my buddy was like, there's 17 channels called that. I was like, well, I guess I can't do that then. So yeah. I just put friend in as a placeholder and then kept it because I was too lazy to think of anything else. Well, I mean, um, the word friend is very welcoming. It's I know. It's uh, kind of it, helping, too. I, yeah, think it's, it's, I think it's driving the positive vibes, yeah. to be honest. I, it must be. Yeah, it's. I think it's a solid name. It's it's two syllables. Nest friend, so it's easy to remember. 
Absolutely. It's not too complicated. That's right. Um, and thankfully, because of this, I've made some friends along the way, so no complaints here. Right on. So what? And it, let, let's go. Let's get into how how are you picking games, and what what yeah. are you uh, what are you uh, like? What piques your interest when it comes to making videos? Yeah, a little more about how that sausage is made. So the the first few videos I made, uh, maybe the first I don't know nine or ten, were based purely off of self-interest, just whether I had a love for the series, like the the 1942, 1943s, or Contra, oh, or sure. if I was just kind of curious about it, because, like, Little Samson, like, that's that's an important game because it's really rare and expensive, but, you know, what's it like? How's yeah, it like? yeah, that's, that's important to know, really, because it's... Um, that's been expensive, not just overnight. That's been expensive for like what two decades now. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah it's gonna. When I got a... in the hobby, that was the that was immediately the white whale that everyone. Yeah, talked about, it's so. it's uh it's piqued a lot of interest because of that. Yeah. So games like that were alluring, and at some point, I realized that I was really just avoiding playing a lot of the games on my shelf in general because I do collect and I've collected for a long time. And that was actually my first interaction with you as I, I interviewed you on a little series on my uh, main podcast, Polykill, called Collect Call. And even though I knew you weren't a big collector, I think um, you're certainly a nice resource for several collectors or several people that own or have access to bukus and bukus of retro video games. So you seemed to make sense at the time. And plus, it seemed cool to talk to you then. Cool. It, do- it does now, too, by the way. Um <laughs> Uh, so I, but I realized, you know, I, I have this full-time job, I'm really busy, I'm a dad, but I still love this collecting hobby, but a lot of times, honestly, a lot of games get ignored, and so I went through this process where I, I downloaded this app that I keep my, uh, collection cataloged in, it's called the Retro Collector Suite, you actually have to pay to get all the consoles you want, but you start off with a free one, and, um, it has a feature on there where after you load your collection, you can hit random, and it'll just throw up a game. And I just use that, and I don't argue with it. It'll get, that's why I, that's why I ended up doing um, game show games. It was because I was like, well, I can't argue with it. Let's see what these are made of. It actually ended up being a kind of fun video because I pulled some footage of the old game shows. Yeah, it was it was stuff. really interesting. Yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, how the NES had to, you know, NES had is was pretty limited, and mm-hmm. so it had to kind of work its limitation work with its limitations to come up with a way to present these these games so it's always kind of interesting to see what there's what the nes spin is on on that stuff yeah and it's also really interesting how pop culture of the time drove the the conception of a lot of these games like there did not need to be a win loser draw on the nes like you can play that with paper like you don't need i mean it's it's actually take you can't make diagonals or circles with the nes controller oh my god i didn't even think of that it's a worse experience altogether. Like, why does it have to exist? So stuff like that's really interesting to me. It's like they were really just trying to, you know, um, pair everything with every, you know, toy line and everything popular had to have an NES game with it. Every movie, every, you know, whatever. And a lot of it was garbage. And I think sometimes that's hilarious. Sometimes it's frustrating to play. But in the end, I think it's all pretty interesting to learn about. So the random feature kind of drives that because it forces me into to some situations where I actually end up coming away being, you know, learning something or uh, sometimes even discovering a game that I thought was garbage based on the title, and I'm like, that's eh, actually pretty fun. So, so how do you take random feature? How do you take notes and do research and all that sort of th- that sort of stuff? I actually am only just now getting good at taking notes, and 
I do remember you talking about this on that collect call interview. You said that you had always taken notes on games, and I think you highlighted it recently, um, maybe on Twitter or something. You showed some old notes. I can't remember, but uh, oh, you're talking I, about like from grade school. Yeah, like you, you said, you'd always done that, <laughs> and I was like, man, that's impressive because I've like never done that. I just oh, always I, relied that on was, my memory. I freaking loved that as a kid because it made me feel like I was like. Ooh, he, he he's super knowledgeable about or all you know, all I had was a bunch of passwords and stuff copied from the classified so information. Cool, <laughs> and I didn't even so have cool. an NES. I just liked having the codes and stuff like that. <laughs> and well, I've talked about this before, but the, the tipping point for me was Mega Man three and when it had that um there was a issue of Nintendo Power that had Metal Storm on the cover and in the classified information section it had this chart that detailed every single weapon, boss weapon, how many hits it would take to kill each boss with each weapon. It was like a big grid. And that just blew my mind as a kid. I was like, holy crap, there's an actual science behind how these games work. You don't just run to the right and shoot stuff. It's like you need (laughs) to plan ahead what you're doing, and you have to use certain weapons at certain times. And that's mm-hmm. really what like started it for me. It was like, holy, cr- like this is like a whole. You, it, you, how can anybody play this game without this chart? So I was like, okay, I got to copy this down. And it looks te- it looks sloppy as hell, and <laughs> terrible. But yeah, that that was my introduction, kind of to like the the how stuff was how stuff was supposed to work in video games. Instead, and to of this just, day, you still take notes. I mean, yeah. probably a little more legibly, but. <laughs> That's still part of the process, yeah? It starts with, yeah, um, obviously just playing the game and then just making a casual observations. Like, what, what does this game remind me of? Uh, what, you know, what, just, just really just anything, like anything yeah. that comes to mind, whether it's like dumb jokes, um, dumb observations, the, what, this guy looks like John Stossel or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then from there, I start looking into, okay, how many lives do you get? How many levels are there? Does it have a battery save? Is there a password system? Um, I kind of have a checklist that I go by now to make sure that I check everything. Oh, and, and, and even with that, I miss things sometimes. I just forget to put stuff in there sometimes, just the way it is, I guess. But um, Yeah, I'm sure the comment section keeps you well aware of what oh, you Oh, of course. Yeah, that's what they're there for. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, so it goes from there and then I take all those notes and I flesh it out into a script, which is by far the hardest part of the whole process. It is, (laughs) I'm sure you've, you've, you can identify with this when you've got just a blank screen with the cursor flashing, you know, you want to write something, but it's just like, there's nothing coming up. It's just like, what do I do? I'm actually kind of the opposite. Really? Yeah. So I I wish to go back to the notes real quick. I do wish I took better notes. I've I've started recently, but I found that my notes are just they they evolve, devolve into just a list of angry complaints that I'm experiencing, and they don't really become a rich source of uh, review fodder. Because yeah, ends, yeah, I a lot you. of those complaints I end up just washing out because I'm like, that's a given. Yeah, don't even need to bring that up. Yeah, I don't. I can just show that, not say it. Like I, I just kind of go through that process of weeding it out. But I actually enjoy writing the scripts because I, I think it has a lot to do with uh, my job, which is I'm 
I do research for a living and a lot of it is very technical and it's very confined and it's very sterile and it's very rigid and I have to write in very plain descriptive oh I have like to writing manual red like writing manuals black. basically essentially yes and so yeah. when I get to write about one of these games I I kind of like having that creative uh you know sure you get to put your motivation. spin on things instead of having it all be all dry exactly yeah and I always try to lead off with something kind of funny or something like that so that that's kind of how I get started now that's not to say it's not you know it's not always easy to do um, but I do enjoy that part um, sometimes more than playing the game like <laughs> and this is actually true for the, some videos I'm working on I was doing the X-Men games for the NES which spoiler alert they're ass they're not good oh no <laughs> And I, I <laughs> well, I know play. the regular X-Men game is just a piece of garbage. Like, it's, Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. They're both pretty bad. Um, What's but the I, other know, one, played... Spider-Man and X-Men? Uh, it's just Wolverine. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That, that yeah. one's... That one, I just, yeah. That's the, <laughs> I just did the Super Nintendo one not too long ago. It's, yeah, also it's terrible. Not great. It's better than the than the X Men game, but it's it's still not good. But I suffered through those, and you know I definitely didn't beat them legitimately. You know, spoiler alert for everybody: we cheat to get a, a lot of our footage. We don't actually beat all of these games. Um, I, saw I get that question a lot that. too. Like, yeah. how many games have you beaten at this point? It's like, <laughs> like eight. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. with, obviously, with some of the RPGs, it's it's gonna you know you you have to make yourself stop. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to dominate, you know, the, all of your free time. But exactly. with e- even with uh, platformers and and whatever, you're I'm using passwords. Um, I'm using save states if I have to. I will say this: when I when I first sit down and play a game, I do spend as much, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, however however long I need to, to get to just get a really good feel for the game. Um, get as far as I can. I don't do any cheats. I don't do any mm-hmm. passwords or anything like that, unless I have to. Unless I have to, you know, do something else, and then I'll come back to it. But um, after that, then my second playthrough is when I go through with. Uh, I start getting an idea of what I want to talk about, and then I start picking particular parts of the game that I de- I know I know I'm going to need footage for. So I skip ahead or skip you know, use passwords or save right. states or whatever it might be to, to get to a certain point. So, um, yeah, the answer is uh, we, we haven't beaten very many. But granted, some games are super easy to beat. What was the – there was one that was the other – I just finished one that I did uh, not too long ago. It was like uh, Primal Rage or something? Uh, oh, yeah. No, the, I was going to say the arcade games are super easy to beat because you just oh, yeah. keep throwing in, you keep pressing <laughs> yeah. that, that five button. Oh, Poppin' Twin B. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the oh, yeah. shoot 'em up that just came out on the Switch Online service. That one is reasonably, you know, it's a shoot 'em up. So the, the playthrough is only about, I don't know, 40, not even 40 minutes. So oh, games yeah. like that are, you know, it's like, it's not too much to ask to. Um, you know get all the footage for that game just by playing it you know as you normally would but then there's games like Google 13 uh on NES which is like right. this wonky game that's got all sorts of different game modes and it's kind of good but kind of not and it's got it it's yeah it's you you got to make do with whatever it is you can to it, you know it's you like got a lot of 3D mazes right like yes kind of and those yeah. suck yeah 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 they have those tra- trap doors that 
fall beneath you and it's such Ugh. bullshit i hate that sorry i know i said i was gonna <laughs> sometimes it comes out it's all good uh, yeah i um I sometimes my, my my process is I typically will I play the games and and sometimes I'll play I I kind of consider like about an hour and a half of footage to be good so I don't know if you like do you record both of those playthroughs that you do yeah well as yeah. much as I can um I there's a premium on, premium on space in a cert to a certain extent right um so I can't record I kind of pick and choose my spots now um. But Especially uh, for the RPGs, you're you're probably just oh you know, my god, yeah. I I saw yeah. Pam, uh, can't, otherwise known as cannot be tamed, mm-hmm. on Twitter Sweet the other day. In. Yes, she she Damn said it. she got like how many gigs of like fifty like ninety one or something. Yeah, like ninety one gigs of footage. I'm like, good god, like what kind of you've got like a four terabyte gig drive uh, <laughs> hard drive or something? Like holy crap! Yeah, my poor Elgato would just pass out from that. I don't yeah. Think like holy cow yeah the heart the the i i still get requests for stuff like um uh what is it called the dreamcast rpg where skies uh, of arcadia oh yeah that was one where i definitely had to like okay here's a battle i can get (laughs) record for (laughs) record for 10 minutes and then go back here's a story sequence i can get oh here's a cool little cinematic thing i can get so i was definitely you know i definitely can't sit there and just record everything yeah you just have to be yeah. smart on when to pick your spots yeah so sometimes i because i kind of have this about an hour and an hour and 10 hour and a half minute uh i'm good kind of feel yeah. after most of these games because I'll, I'll play it for i usually will start naively recording that and that's usually no footage that i use like the first run through is just me figuring out buttons and dying stupidly and i'm not going to show that in the video <laughs> like i do have yeah. some dignity <laughs> And and that's just me. I don't even know why I hit record then, but I'm like, well, if it's good, I don't want to waste that time. So I record all that. But it's usually like the second playthrough where I'm a little better at it. And yeah. then eventually I'll hit a wall where I'm like, okay, now it's NES hard. And then I figure out a way to cheat to show the rest of the levels. But I, I will, I'll record multiple games like in a night. Like in one night I might do three or four games and have those exported over. And then I usually write my scripts during downtime at work. Because like I said, I get pinned up from all of this sterile language. So I'm like, I kind of want to write it. I'm going to write about yeah. Daydreaming Davy or whatever, some bullshit. And um, because I don't have my footage handy, I actually watch other people's footage online sure, to kind of yeah. recall parts of the game. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's that part. Or or I'll see that they did something I didn't do. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to go back and record that. That's I didn't a good even point. Yeah, that. that's, that's another thing. You might not be doing something correctly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it yeah. helps to go and watch other people's reviews. It helps. I Gamefacts is a huge, huge, huge oh, resource for me. Big. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, especially for RPGs. So you can get a feel for. Like I just finished a video about uh, King Colossus. It's a Japan only um, game for Mega Drive, and it's a action RPG. But um, there's definitely some stuff that's uh, hard to get to, hard to understand. Um, yeah, so uh, game facts is absolutely essential for stuff like that because there's not a whole lot of other resources for, uh, you know, J- Japan only. Oh yeah, Mega Drive game. There's just not that much out there. And you so. do a you do a surprising amount of of import style videos, and um, I guess some that only have you know uh, maybe fan translations and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's, I just um, I just want to find out about it myself. 
It's yeah, just that, that's just some territory that I'm kind of intimidated to go down, just because it seems like a lot more work than I'm already used to doing for these yeah. kinds of videos. And yeah, so that what, can that can lead to burnout for sure. Because like you said, you you've got a job, I've got a job, but in addition <laughs> to that, you have a kid, so that's like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, on your but plate I do. Right I there. had the curiosity there for a lot of those. It's just a matter of do I have the time to put um, yeah. put a video like that together? Maybe eventually. For now, I kind of like the. The, the simple process that I have for, for these um, short games. And I was going to say, speaking of GameFAQ, I had a kind of a story from yesterday that I could share. It was that um, I was playing the Goonies. I was, I'm thinking about doing a video on Goonies 2. That's an NES game, and there's a Goonies for Famicom. And so I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I don't have the Famicom version. I'll just emulate that, and I'll play Goonies 2. And I popped it in and played it for like an hour and a half and was really liking it. And it's it's kind of like this real convoluted puzzle where you're running through this maze, and there's like a front half of the map and the back half of the map, and you go through doors and come out on the other side, and you have to be like, you know, you have to have a really good memory of where you've been on the other side. And it's, it's really kind of messy, but you got to find the other Goonies and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden the game just freezes. Oh. And there's no password system or anything like that. So I was like, okay, when I get the gumption, when I get the wind back yeah. in my sails, I'm going to the game facts and doing a step-by-step walkthrough until I get back to roughly where I was. Yeah. <laughs> so no so shame So there you that. go. That's perfect. That's a perfect use for it. Yeah, we've all had our horror stories of <laughs> stuff not record. Like, I remember what was it? I think I was playing Seventh Saga, actually, and I got 90 minutes in, and my uh, OBS stopped responding. Oh. And when it crashed, it didn't save any video footage at all, so... Oh, that's such a bummer. I always uh, so yeah. I always make sure to record in like chunks of yeah. you know, manageable file sizes. That's another thing. Once you get to a certain file size, I don't know about you, but like I use Sony Vegas. So once stuff gets to a like wildly unwieldy like size, Vegas. I, it's probably just my computer, but Vegas has a hard time dealing with it. Like w- when you place your cursor in certain spots, there's like a delay. Ooh. And it's like, uh oh, this thing's. I, I can, I, I can practically see this thing sweat as it's working. So it's, uh, yeah, you, you really have to be careful. It's a lot of it is trial and error, like just trying to figure out what the best, best process is. Yeah, no doubt. I actually use. Uh, it's called Magics. I think it's available through Steam. It's like the oh sure yeah I know that maybe a, one. yeah maybe a, a lesser grade than than Vegas. I'm not sure even how it matches up, but it does okay. But I, I do try to keep my videos pretty short. And thankfully, for NES games, most of the games are bite you know more bite size, or at least I can yeah, skip through them. That's true. Um, unless unless you're playing Dragon Warrior or something like that. But I have cheated. For, well, I say cheat. I've sort of cheated for footage in that there there have been games that don't have. Game shark codes, and I am not skilled enough to get very far in. Um, but I could play and get the gist. And I was like, well, I just really want footage of some other parts than what I can record. And so there's a guy that um, has a YouTube channel that I interact with on Twitter, and he's beaten like 500 NES games. And I'm yeah. like, hey man, is it okay if I borrow some of this footage to get some of this, you know, sure. later gameplay? Um, and I did that on some of the Koei games too, because I'm not sitting there conquering China for 30 hours on the <laughs> NES. I'm just not going to do it. You're <laughs> so not? I'm not going to do it. So I got him, uh, or I asked him if I could borrow some of that footage. Just, I mean, it's just, and it's just him clicking around in menus, but I was like, somebody's going to call me out if it's just the early stages of the game for five minutes. <laughs> So I'd, I'd like to get some some other you know yeah that's shots definitely of stuff. a point of emphasis for me is to show off is it's it's a kind of a weird balance you want to show off enough of the game 
but I tr- I really try and make it a point not to show off like toward the end because I don't want I I got really badgered pretty badly about spoilers early on like I was giving away too much of the game oh. I think the worst instance of it for me personally was when I showed the mother brain battle in uh, uh, Super Metroid when I showed mother brain's second form. Uh, at the end of that one and that's like kind of a big holy bleep moment right um, in, in any game ever it's like oh my god this this is just the battle is just beginning so i got it and i in retrospect that was a dumb idea i shouldn't have shown that and so i'm always trying to be careful not to show too much of the game but yeah you definitely want to get past a certain point um, right of the game like i i try and get like I just uh, I was working on the other day um, another Japan exclusive game. You might have heard of this uh, Mario and Wario. Actually, no. It's a pu- <laughs> it's a puzzle game, puzzle platformer. It's actually made by Game Freak, the same people that hmm. the same guy that made Pokemon, and wow. I think it's the last game he made before Pokemon. Never came out in the U.S. And um, yeah, you 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 play as um, this fairy named Wanda, and she goes around clicking block. It's it's one of those escort mission games, where ah. Mar- Mario's got a bucket on his head, he can't see, so you have to guide him through this maze, and get him up to the goal, basically. And gotcha. It's pretty. Th- it starts out super easy, but it gets really tough, and it gets tough to the point where it's just like I can't go any. F- so i'm just gonna skip to uh luckily it had like a menu on the front that at at the beginning of the game that allowed me to skip ahead in the game but um bit of a humble brag if i may so say so myself i've i've only used like game genie game shark stuff like i think just twice maybe wow I, i can't even remember and 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 one of them was because the game was so absurdly hard like i had to use an invincibility code because it was just and I could just because I, I needed to show more than three levels. <laughs> right. I probably so. used the Game Genie twice last night. So that's pretty, pretty impressive, man. Nice brag. Oh, no, it's just <laughs> I, 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 it depends on the game, really. Like there are some no times doubt. where I mean, save. Don't get me wrong. Save states definitely help. But oh, yeah, I true. hope I'm not giving out the impression to, to people out there that I'm like this game whiz that i'm like amazingly <laughs> good at games because really i'm just i'm totally average joe i i just kind of i the way i see it is i i just want to show off as much of the game as possible now how can i do that so because so, that's that's the whole point so this is actually um, kind of an interesting distinction and in like in your setup do you play exclusive emulation for your, no you don't? um okay. i mean in a way yeah <laughs> i guess but um if I have the cartridge, I'm always using um, the cartridge, but it's always going to be a blend of the two. Um, my main setup right now is the SD2 SNES Pro flash cartridge. That's for Super Nintendo games. Um, I also have the NES EverDrive and the uh, Sega Genesis uh, edition of that, whatever that's called. I think it's just so, Sega. Okay, Meg- so you're playing on the the original hardware, but... Yes. The, okay. Gotcha, I think it's okay. important to get a feel... F- of the game with the original controller. I think that's I agree. a yeah. huge deal. Like that goes a long way into both understanding what the game was like then and what it's like now. Yeah. I don't think you can do that uh, with like a, an eye Buffalo, whatever <laughs> yeah. con- controller um, or a gra- God forbid a Gravis pad, but 
but uh, yeah but um yeah right now it's it's the sd2 snes pro through the wonderful super nt uh and the thing that analog makes and that thing is awesome it is so cool cool. so yeah yeah, i'm usually using unless i have the cartridge and i've got about 140 cartridges but um i've covered most of those games already i was gonna say by now you should have burned through all those i think the only (laughs) ones i haven't i'm I'm gonna turn around and look here like i know Krusty's funhouse doesn't have one yet Hmm. um mickey mania is another one i don't have doesn't have its own video yeah that's pretty much it i mean they're the rest are just like ones i've covered but just in like compilation compilation maybe yeah yeah and they're just not that interesting to i guess mickey mania would be interesting because that's a game that has a lot of potential but didn't really follow through yeah so i use a uh an old school NES. Yeah, it's the yeah. only thing I can record footage from with my setup. Even though I have like several other other consoles there, I'm only smart enough to make one work with the Elgato at a time. And uh, I oh. record through my PVM, so I think that's why because yeah, yeah. I have to have like it, it, you know cords going. It's a mess over there. Oh it looks yeah, like uh, my my setup is so oh. jank, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it looks like Darth Maul vomited spaghetti <laughs> all over the back of my wall, and it's not good. But um, what PVM do you have? Actually, not again, not to brag, but I have three. Uh, I Dang. do have. I know they just. That's pretty it, cool. It, well, I got to a point where I really wanted one, and I I found three, and I hoarded all of them. It just seemed like a good opportunity at the time. That's um, awesome. My wife not a fan of that move, but um, <laughs> why not? Yeah, uh, they're all they're awesome though. They're all a little bit different too. One of, one of them is actually a BVM, and I don't know what that means other than it doesn't have speakers, which is kind of frustrating. Huh. But it's awesome. They're all pretty cool. Um, yeah, mine is just a a little eight inch Sony. I can't see the model number from here, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't have speakers. It's got it only has the audio output from the from the back. But that's what I you love, play your. Um, I love that. Or record thing, your footage on. Um, I mean, that's I record my footage with OBS, so I, I I use the same Elgato capture thing going into my computer. I have a desktop computer, so oh, okay, it goes gotcha. from. Uh, but yeah, no, I use that as my main uh, viewing monitor. And it's this tiny little thing, but I do think it's important, though. Yeah, I just want to stress playing on original hardware even if it's with a flash cartridge but i think the controller is like a huge 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 deal yes i i concur with that and i I guess i was trying to get to that because i play i try to play games out of my collection not for any like you know nitpicky purist reason just because i think that this video series is a good way to force me to do that (laughs) sure i um i don't get the perk of save states which is why i use the game genie quite regularly oh right on yeah. Um, so, do you think we should get to, to some questions? Let's do it. Okay. So, I threw this out here on Patreon, on the SNES Drunk Patreon. Uh, some questions here. I guess I'll start. Um, we're only going to... We, we, I got a, a heck of a lot of questions, way more than I was expecting. So, thank you all that submitted these. Um, and we'll start with uh, Robert from the Classic Gaming Podcast. Uh, hi Robert and I highly recommend checking out that podcast it's always a lot of fun um, those guys have been doing it for years um, him and uh, Jay yeah. so 
he asks, what's the worst game that you, for whatever reason, played a ton of? You go first. Oh, <laughs> the worst game that I, for whatever reason, played a ton of. Um, off the top of my head, I think of the first game that I can remember playing, and I only years later realized that it wasn't great. And it's actually not <laughs> terrible, but I thought I was such a badass for beating this when I was like six years old, and it's Guerrilla War on the NES. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's just Infinite Continues, and it, it, it's really not a bad game, but I remember going to school, and all of my friends had cool games like Zelda and Mario 3 and Kirby, and I was like, guys, you've got to play <laughs> guerrilla war and i was married to that game and yeah. i would i died on that hill several times in the playground and then years later i had to really just be like dude it ain't it ain't <laughs> you know it's it's no mario 3 what was i thinking that's how i am with the original uh final fight port to super nintendo where i was just in love with that game i, I still <laughs> love the sound design and the music and the game looks awesome but there's no reason to play it now because it's there's a million other versions of it that are way better. There, it's a part of the Capcom beat 'em up bundle. It's on Sega mm-hmm. CD. There's the original arcade. You know, if you want to play it on Mame. So, I don't You're think that's my a Hagar fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I love that that cover art is is hilarious. <laughs> um, I think my answer to the question though is probably NCAA basketball for Super Nintendo. I, I can't tell you how many hours I put into that just because I was such a huge basketball fan. And I loved the fact that it had actual schools in it that you could play as. Right. I love the, the fact that it had really good sounding crowd noise and um, tournaments and stuff like that. And um, it kept season stats, too. Um, that was big for sports games back then. Like oh, if they abs- kept the stats from one game to the next. That was a- huge. That was huge, and this kept an average of your your points per game, which which oh, I no thought way. was like next level when I was a kid. But um, crazy. playing it now, it's it you really the first thing you think of is like what were they thinking when they made this game? <laughs> because it's the goofy basketball game with the blue background, right. and it, it rotates around as you pass the ball around. So it's a little nauseating to look at if you're not used to it. But um, I still like it. I still like to play it. But that's it's definitely objectively not a good game. By any I stretch. guess you didn't play a ton of Bill Lambeer's combat basketball. Uh, <laughs> you played it, but not a ton of it, so it wouldn't qualify here. Jesus, I don't know what they were thinking with that, that game. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Well, you want to read the next question? Yes, this next one is from Brian. He asks, what was your most significant slash memorable experience with a rented game? Well, for me, it was the first game I rented. I think it was the first game I rented um, after we got our Super Nintendo for Christmas. Um, it was playing Contra 3. First of all, getting getting a Super Nintendo for Christmas, I was uh, nine years old at the time. And uh, we went from the Atari 2600 to the Super Nintendo. Big leap. Um, yeah, big leap. And <laughs> while I played NES at friends' houses and stuff like that, I didn't really get all that familiar with it. I didn't feel like it was like part of my that uh, that big of a part of you know my life at that point, mm-hmm. other than copying codes out of Nintendo Power <laughs> just so I could have them. But um, I remember renting Contra Three and just being like, "Oh my god, this game is." 
like over it was like sensory overload like i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't handle that game like it took me it really intimidated the hell out of me the for that for just the first level alone yeah bet and then Especially when it all breaks down and the fire comes up out of the ground, the fire and, uh, out of the ground, the, the plane bombs, everything. And then you've got fire leaping like over you. And then the, the giant tortoise bursts out of that building. Oh yeah. And it's got that weird shriveled exposed heart. Like there's so much there. That's just like off the charts. Awesome. And I then it still the, kind of stands as you know, even compared to its contemporaries, it's a pretty intense game to look at. Oh, it's it's it really is, especially the third level. You've got mini boss after mini boss after mini boss, where you've got that thing that flies around and spin oh, yeah. with the the spinny propeller things. Then you mm-hmm. climb the wall, and this thing climbs up with you, which that was, cool. that, that was where I was just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pee my pants if I continue <laughs> to play this game because this is just beyond anything I can imagine. Um, but yeah, that that's it for me. Like that, that, nothing. Could, could have topped that for me. Nice. I think I could probably give two answers here. Most One of the most memorable experiences with a game, I remember my dad and I like renting several times for whatever reason, maybe the worst football game on the NES, which was John Elway's football. I don't know <laughs> if it was the worst, but it was it was a football game. And my dad, I mean, he, he wasn't really into video games, but I knew I could get him to play a football game with me. <laughs> and I just remember playing that with him all night. And they had this... I don't remember how you could do it. I haven't played that game in years. I should look into it. But I know there's a way, like, you can, like, select something from the playbook that just makes your player stupid fast to where, like, nobody on the other team can catch him. My dad would get really mad when I did that. But, nice. Uh, all in good fun, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's another experience with renting not a game but a console um, from a, a video game store when I was a kid. And I remember being this obnoxious little, you know, I couldn't have been, I don't know how old I was, 11, 12, 13. And I really wanted to rent a PlayStation. And the game store there, they had a couple they would rent out. And I remember they kind of came in like bags that looked like Pizza Hut delivery bags. I just thought that was really cool. Um, But I was like, man, I really want to rent a PlayStation this weekend. I talked to my mom. And I don't remember how much it was. It was a little bit more than a game, obviously. But I called on like Friday night. And they said they didn't didn't have any. They were expecting one to come back in, but it hadn't come in yet. Mm. And I called again. And they said, no, not yet. I called again, and I could kind of tell they were getting annoyed with me, and that kind of <laughs> affected me. Like, I didn't want to be an annoying kid. And so I waited, and I would call back. I called back like three or four times, with, and I would try to do a different accent. And it had to be the serious? most pitiful thing ever. I was like, hello, I'm looking for a PlayStation. Like, I'm like 11 or 12. Like, I'm not good Boy, at Oi, governor, <laughs> you've yeah. got that new PlayStation game, eh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I feel like, I mean, I'm almost certain they knew it was me. Like, I could he- hear them kind of stifling a laugh. But at this point, they were like, this kid's, you know, pathetic, but kind of cute and desperate. And eventually, they, they just told me to leave my number, and they would call me when it came in. And Do you remember and, what accents you used? <laughs> Oh, I do remember trying to pull off a Spanish accent. I was really into, um, we only had like one TV growing up, so I watched a lot of TV with my parents. I tried to pull off a Columbo. Uh, I did a lot of cool stuff. That's impressive. I mean, it wasn't great. Well, I mean, I should say that's ambitious. Sure, absolutely ambitious. (laughs) I did get the PlayStation, though. It, It was great. I will say I have, I have a call center. I've worked a lot of years in call centers, um, I, uh, one time we got really bored. It was really slow. Um, and we, you know, my, my friends of mine that worked there and us, we were like 19. Um, 
we got just really bored with uh, everything. So we started answering, you know, it was for a mail order catalog. People would call mm-hmm. in and order stuff. And so we would start talking in accents. And I, I did, oh, I did, I did like some terrible Scottish accent. And, <laughs> and this guy like never even like blinked twice. He's like, oh, that's the And best. we used to have to upsell too. So it's like, and to go with that, you got to have some six pad of cruise socks. <laughs> What do you think of that? <laughs> you know, it was really bad. But yeah, it's. Did you make it? Did you close any sales? No, absolutely not. I was. I'm the worst salesperson in human history. It's all good. But yeah, no, that story is really freaking funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, next, we have Dan from Console Wars, which is a great channel that everybody, if you watch. NES friend, if you watch SNES drunk, you need to be watching Console Wars. Not only is it funny, it's useful. So what can you, right you, on. you can't, you can't, uh, what's that? I said right on. Yeah, I just oh, I right watched on. the I thought uh, you Lost said Vikings or bo- one. Or both. Uh. <laughs> or bo- yeah, or both. You can, you can um, like either console. You can be co- console agnostic and still enjoy that channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys are great. Um, he asks, which old games deserve a remake? Ah. <sighs> um. Like I, I feel like the easy answer is to go for one that I like, but then I'm like, do I really want a remake of something that I really treasured way back, way back when? Right. But I don't, I don't really know what's a good answer for this because I honestly also think that they're remaking a lot of stuff I wanted them to. But I really enjoyed Soul Blazer, and oh yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I'd like you know it, it, it's still 16-bit, but you know they've they've sort of brought you know Castlevania back in some way with like Curse of the Moon or whatever. Um, and you know Sonic oh, Mania came you're back. There's been bl- some revitalizations, so I would like just to, you know, carry that legacy forward. Still give me a 16-bit version of it, but make it new and shiny. Put it on Switch. I'd be happy with uh, with doing that. You're referring to Bloodstained, I think. Probably, yeah. I can't yeah, the, remember the, the names of those Castlevania thingy. Yeah, yeah. They're like Bloodstained, and then after that, it's I can't remember. It's like Circle of the Curse and Curse of the Moon. <laughs> I can't remember them all. <laughs> it's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody made like a Castlevania subtitle generator out there that's just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorrow much. of the moon within the <laughs> Venus or something. Yeah. Yes. Know. That sounds like one. Mine mine would be along the same lines, I think, because it's, you know, like you said, there's, there's some games that sh- probably shouldn't be remade like Super Metroid. Like, right. I, I'm perfectly fine with Chrono Trigger. I'm perfectly fine with like, you know... I could turn it around to look at some other games, but it's like, there's a lot of games I'm perfectly okay with. Like Contra three is fine the way it is, but um, a game like Terranigma, um, not only because it would get a release, a worldwide release, presumably, but because it um, has a very heavy story um, and a very surprising ending. Um, and again, it's part of the Soul Blazer trilogy, so to speak. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the one that I think of that, I think it's Quintet. I, th- yes. I think there's like a few games that they made that, or well, maybe a few, but that's the one that I think um, I really wanted to play that never made it over here. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma. And Terranigma has a pretty heartbreaking ending, and really, and it's it's a, it's a really interesting story in, an, in a, made in an era when that wasn't very common, so I'd love to see what kind of reaction it would get today, if anything. Um, plus, it's an action RPG, and, you know, that's, I mean, 
RPGs for the most part have have transitioned to that entirely, haven't they? Like Final Fantasy 15 and then you've got like the Final yeah. Fantasy 7 remake is is all action, you know? Like yeah. so Yeah. Good that's point. that's that's my answer for that one. Good call. Uh our last one here is from Burger Champ. That's a quality Sound, name. Sounds fun. Uh what game did you see in Nintendo Power, EGM, Game Pro and had to have even though you never got it you just had to have it for me this is kind of cheating um but uh there was i can't remember what was what it was on the cover of this nintendo power but it had it was right before the super nintendo came out and it had this big poster of screenshots of every game um not every game but like every I would say about probably had screenshots of about 40 games and it had everything from all the early titles, everything from uh, Final Fantasy 2. Well, they called it Final Fantasy 2, even though it was 4. Right. Um, they had Zelda back when they called it Zelda 3 um, instead of Link to the Past. They had like that in there. But the ones I, I wanted the ones that like just looked we you know, different and weird like and of course I was huge into sports games so I really wanted Bulls versus Blazers. Ah. Um I did rent that one and it was super fun at the time and it it, it has not held up well over time for sure. <laughs> but um it's really choppy. But um yeah, I just remember looking at that poster and just being like, "Oh my god, there's so many games I'm never going to get to play any of them." And lo and behold, here we are with emulation and all that <laughs> good stuff and we can play them anytime we want. Yeah, and you have 768 videos to your name <laughs> documenting every single one of them. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually I like those um those posters where the flip side is the ad for oh, tons yeah, of games. Yeah. I actually frame a bunch of those and I don't even have the poster side out. I actually prefer to have like the the little catalog of old games being the oh, side yeah. that shows just cuz it's just awesome. more fun to look at. But anyway, uh, my answer would be it's definitely sports related. I can remember specifically being in a grocery store with a bunch of my friends and we were flipping through some video game magazines. We weren't going to buy them, obviously. Our parents were getting milk and uh, we're just flipping through the magazines real quick, standing around. And I remember uh, finding an ad for John Madden football and this had to be around 95, 96. And it showed like, it was like really zoomed in on like the players and the, um, the you know the line of scrimmage like the linemen were all big and everything was zoomed in and I'm pretty sure they were showing a screenshot of like replay mode yeah maybe yeah. like the Saturn or the PlayStation or something like that of and course. all I had was like a Genesis but at the bottom you know it, you know it showed all these things it was like John Madden is back full 3D all this other stuff and at the bottom it said like for Saturn and uh, PS1 and uh, Genesis and I was like oh I have a Genesis it'll probably look just like that <laughs> no sure didn't boy was I stupid. But uh, that yeah, would have been too probably... disappointed in the end. But I was kind of <laughs> should have yeah. known better. That probably would have been what Mad ninety six. Yeah, somewhere around there ninety six ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. The yep. Genesis version at that point was not like neither the Genesis or the Super Nintendo versions of those those games. Not great. Certainly not. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all, but man, was I fooled by a screenshot of a really close-up football. I don't they know what I was thinking. <laughs> they still kind of pull that tactic nowadays where they don't show, you know, they'll, they'll preview a game and they only show, like, cutscene footage, and they don't show, oh, yeah. like, I mean, they're getting better about that, 
but mm-hmm. it's still like you know can you actually show some game footage please that would be really nice but sports games look spectacular now though like oh my i was God. uh i got in i was on twitch the other day i was going to log in to watch a buddy play something and they had like people like on the main screen when you just go to the main twitch page and i don't watch a lot of folks stream so i'm not real savvy with it but on like the main page it was just showing like a rotary of uh different channels that were active and one of them i guess they were having like an nba 2k league and for like the first oh I don't yeah know, solid two minutes i thought it was an act because it was kind of compressed into a small <laughs> screen i was like are they showing nba games on twitch are you allowed to do that and it, it was several minutes of me watching it before i realized it wasn't real like that's that's pretty impressive <laughs> they're there i think it's the phoenix suns team you know the, the nba season yeah. has obviously been suspended um, they're actually going on and, and playing their games uh, on Twitch, like they're through 2K. Wow! Like they're playing their their schedule as it would have been. That's which awesome. Is a really clever touch. Yeah, those guys are great. That's awesome. But uh, we're All coming right, up so, on an hour here, so I think yeah, it's I was going to say, have we to, done an episode here? Yeah, I think so. I think we're about to wrap this one up. So next week, um, well, week, I don't even know if we're going to do this. is going to be a weekly thing or, or what. We'll see. But what we'd love to do is have um, some other YouTubers on as guests. Um, we have a few people in mind that we would love to have on and ask, you know, similar kind of discussion co- topics that we talked about here, like what what your creative process is like, um, how, you know, how did you get started? What makes you do what you want to do? Uh, that sort of thing. And we've got, you know, plenty of people in mind for that. So stay tuned. We're still working out the details as to where this will be uploaded eventually and what the hell we're, we're doing in general. Yeah. What are we uh, doing? <laughs> so if you enter, if you like this, um, let us know if you have any feedback, let us know. I'm going to post this probably on Patreon first since, you know, they're, they're the folks that were asking questions and stuff. I'll roll it out on like, you know, other platforms here and there um, as we go. And I think it'll get a full post somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I would think on Friday or Saturday. Does that sound okay. all right? Sounds good to me, man. Okay. It'll be the quickest anything has ever come together for me considering... <laughs> It was a half-assed joke tweet I made to you that eventually turned into us recording a podcast two days later. I think it's pretty pretty impressive. That's kind of neat. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. This dude's got... <laughs> I like this guy, and he's got you know a lot of gaming experience. He's got his own channel, for one thing, so he can identify with the whole Maybe. process that goes behind how to do this sort of thing so it's it's a good and plus you've got tons of other podcasts and podcasting experience i should i should tout those here if you um weren't so annoyed by me throughout this uh, episode you can find me also on the polykill podcast and i also do another podcast called off kilter but the polykill podcast is gaming oriented so if you're more interested in the gaming side of stuff uh look there for that and for me you can just go to snestruck.com and watch stuff (laughs) <laughs> yes plenty of stuff stays uh, of stuff there's a bunch of stuff there that's you can watch so all right we're gonna sign off from here uh thanks for taking the time to listen and enjoy the rest of your day see ya